Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. to another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We are without Pops today. He's doing some stuff, but we have Uncle Tony, LJ, both in the building. What is going on, guys? Oh, what? not much. Just chilling. I, I just... Take all two, the, Yeah, we may or may not have uh, started recording, and someone on the podcast, we're going to... That person will remain nameless. <laughs> nameless. Did not nameless. hit the record button. He may or may not be the one talking right now. Actually, this is actually a perfect opportunity, though. I'd like to thank Dr. Payne, the Dr. Payne, um, he, uh, he saved us. You know how, if you downloaded the episode this week, it's, it was like the name of the episode plus re re-uploaded. He caught, he was, he downloaded immediately and caught that my voice was not in the entire podcast. And so, you know, you can either thank him or hate him <laughs> for it, but he got a podcast with all four of us in there. So, uh, shout out to shout Dr. Out Payne. Dr. Payne. And that reminds yeah. me, uh, don't, don't forget you could be, you could be as awesome as Dr. Payne. You just got to go wherever you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button or to where it downloads automatically. You can go listen to it. And, I mean, not everybody can be as awesome as Dr. Payne, so you might not catch it as quick. as It'd be tough, yeah. That's, that's setting the bar high. But <laughs> we, we are wherever you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe. Just type in Just Press Play and you'll find us. And then a rate and review. You can also find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just type in Just Press Play. But we need to get into uh, some of the well, – actually, I want to get into the Arkansas game, but I do want to remind you just in case – you didn't listen to last week or you didn't listen all the way. LJ did try to give you all a reminder about songs that get brought up in September. By the time this comes out, I think a lot of people will be talking about, hey, wake up that guy when September ends. They're going to have that Green Day joke. <laughs> yeah. LJ, will you just remind the people that, that the song isn't as fun That's, as you think it is? Yeah. He's, he's going to have to remember his dad dying. So just chill, just chill. Don't mess with Billy Joe Armstrong until October, dude. Just let I it get breathe. the joke is there, and it seems like it's so fun, but just when, when other people are making it, you, you can be the smart, eclectic person. I don't know if that's the right way to use that word, but you can be the smart person to not use that, <laughs> not, not use that song as a joke at that time. All right. Well, September is ending. One team that's had a pretty awesome September is the University of Arkansas and the, hey, and the Razorbacks, sweet. specifically Sam Pittman, who has now become the darling of the nation. Like, like the nation seems to be rooting for Sam Pittman in Arkansas. And uh, they're now 4-0. Uh, sorry, Rice. Everyone's calling it the Texas two-step. We'll call it the Texas three-step. <laughs> three-step. We got you, the Rice. Southwest, we, we can go ahead and crown us the South the Southwest Classic champions. I mean, yeah. we, we got it on. We got the Southwest Conference in basketball and football. We can just, you know, go ahead and claim it. I will. It. I, it's worth noting, I think, Tony, uh, the only team in the year of 2021 
that has been ranked in the top 10 in football, basketball, and baseball. There's only one university <laughs> that can say one. they've been on all oh, three. Oh, really? What about track? I, well, track. track. Yes. Well, but, uh, what are we're we just not going with these three in the top Because we don't want to rub it in. Yeah, let's not rub it into people. But yeah. the only <laughs> team that can say they've been in the top 10 in all those is your University of Arkansas Razorbacks. Boom. Shakalaka. They, they just came off a 20 to 10 win against Texas A&M. They're now ranked number eight in the nation in the AP poll, 11 in the coach poll. What are the coaches doing? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they don't even They're know. still mad that Sam Pittman's so awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tony, you were <laughs> live. We had boots on the ground in on Dallas in AT&T Stadium. <laughs> yep. Can you – I, I want to get your reaction to that 20 to 10 win by the Razorbacks. Man, it was awesome. It was it was fun being in, in Jerry World to watch that, uh, watch that game and uh, – Jerry had a good time too because we stuck around and watched him come down on the field. More about that later. Uh, it was a great experience, <laughs> but yeah, it was a phenomenal game. Great atmosphere. Um, you know, I I, you go with? <laughs> I was there with Prestige Worldwide and his fiance Toria and Ooh. her parents and brother. So we got to meet the in laws. More on that later. Nice, Very nice, nice people. We're um, excited, and uh, uh, unfortunately, they. Uh, Happened to be A and M fans, so in the ah. middle of a Razorback Ooh. section, we had three folks in uh, A and M uh, t shirts, but uh, we made it through. So it was a good afternoon a all around, friends, but maybe so. maybe y'all had a little bit better of an afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I will say by the fourth quarter, everybody was coming up to Spencer and uh, uh, shaking his hand, and, and and he met a few a few good friends. Uh, Razorback fans are pretty good. good now deal. in the first quarter, yeah, I was a little worried when the yells were starting. Uh, and people were anyway uh if you haven't had yep, seen it Aggie yep. yell but there was a little bit of tension but as the game wore, wore <laughs> on it I think everything was fine but uh from the game itself Kevin I tell you what I haven't been in that kind of environment in a long time there was excitement on both sides I mean A&M took us seriously and that doesn't always happen you know where we're playing a ranked team and uh they knew this was a ball game and we came out and and smacked them in the mouth and uh, as Jacob and I were talking, it was going to be that who was going to have that big play. They had one and we had one, uh, but we really needed that big play. Traylon Burks with that long pass uh, for that touchdown, uh, I think really set the tone and gave us the opportunity to win that ball game. The defense is phenomenal. I will say this, and I'll hand it back over to you guys. One thing that – well, two things. One, that the defense – that's the most speed I've seen us have on defense in a long time. They fly to the ball. I they mean, fly to the yeah. ball. And now and, a lot of that's effort, too. I think you're right, speed, but there's a lot of effort that they just give lot, that we haven't man. seen. But they're flying. And the second thing is this this coaching staff, and, and we can talk about some things that happened during the game, but they really play to when you've got strengths. And Catalan, I think he is probably the best player on the field and will be the best player on the field in most of the games that we play. And the reason we were able to stuff them so much is because they really let Catalan. He he controlled the back half of the field. Uh, he was there to keep you from getting to the corner, from stuffing. It just was amazing to watch in person, watch him flying around and, and what he did. And they, with all the things that happened, they played to that strength. They let their best player win that ballgame for him. And, and I thought that was great. Well, and another guy, uh, LJ, there's another guy on the defense that you're, you're a fan of. Isn't, isn't that right? Bumper Pools. Which has has to be the best name for a linebacker that yeah, you can yeah, that you can. Yeah. I mean, that's just perfect. Truly. And you know, it's it's his actual uh legal name as well, which makes me <laughs> like it's not like Champ Bailey who like is just called Champ. Yeah, his name is legally Bumper Pools. What a hero. So so other people <laughs> worth noting uh, that that defensive line 
played. I mean, I I, I believe oh. the Razorbacks for the most of the game that I was catching, it was rushing three and kind of sitting back and then rushing to the ball. And and it, so anytime they threw that check down, you saw that speed and effort, Tony, that you were talking about getting the tackle. But like Trey Williams was wreaking havoc all day long on the on the on the front right there, and but and getting pressure when you can get pressure with three. <clears throat> I, uh, they had a backup quarterback, but any quarterback's going to struggle if the if the defense can get pressure with three. I mean, it's just it's hard to succeed in there. And yeah. I think there's just something with this. The, I I do think I I think sometimes the the teams getting this knock as it's not a talented team, but they play hard. I do think there's talent on this roster, and and but what what's setting them apart from others is there's just an effort and there's a buy in between. Like you said, the defensive coach, the offensive coach, the head coach, everybody's playing for everybody. And they're playing for yeah. the name, and Pittman says this: they're playing for Arkansas for the name on the front and for the state, yeah. not not for the back. And that was something we haven't seen since the uh, post Petrino era. It's been it's been a while for Razorback fans to see to have pride in their team. So it's really fun to see now. They have a tough one coming up against Georgia. I'm a little annoyed at the fact that they're 11 a.m. kickoff because you got now have college game days in Athens, Georgia. You got Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler calling the Razorback game for the first time since the Razorbacks lost to Alabama. Back in, I believe, the Mallet era, back in Fayetteville. Ryan Mallet. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anybody got a pencil for Ryan Mallet? <laughs> <laughs> but Tony, I, I, I have a little. I might can get on a little uh, a mini rant about that in a second. But you are not too upset about the 11 a.m. kickoff against number two. Georgia, I'm pleased, right? by the way. Tony, N- no, I am. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, I, I like it because uh, coming in, I think this is another thing that Pittman can, can play to look, there's no respect here. You're a top 10 ranked team and you're playing at 11 AM, uh, at another opponent playing the number two team in the country. So you've got to still go out there and prove things. And for Georgia, I, I don't know that any team likes playing, uh, at home at 11 AM. Uh, you want that night game. You, you want, if you're the home game, team, you, you want, want that work. Up, want that's, <laughs> everybody pulled up in a frenzy, Six packs of Bud Lights and Natty yeah, Lights, you, and you, you kind of want those, those juices in all the fans already. Yeah, it kind of simmering. Those Eighteen to twenty-one year olds to have a lot of Jack Daniels and Natty Light in them, and uh, not that but, we condone uh, below age drinking, but no, drinking, not but, that we but, condone but, it at all. But <laughs> Natty Light lemonade, excuse me, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jack Daniels sweet potatoes. That's what I was talking. About. I'm sorry, uh, but um, yeah. So I'm I'm pleased with the eleven o'clock. I'll just have a Bloody Mary and a waffle and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> that sounds like an awesome Saturday My start man. in the morning. That's the episode title. Right <laughs> Bloody Mary and a waffle. Uh, yeah, I I just think, I guess you're right. As an Arkansas fan, I'm not upset with the way it, it, it I think it plays as well in Arkansas as you can have. Uh, but I just think it's 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 malpractice by ESPN because they, <laughs> Disrespect. they get to choose the games two weeks in advance or SEC does and, and it's in, they work with ESPN stuff. And and I get – so CBS could have taken this game and made it their 230 slot, but instead they took number one Alabama against number 13 Ole Miss. You got Nick Sab- – this is something you talked about before we recorded. Nick Saban versus Lane Kiffin. I mean, that's a yeah. good matchup. And CBS, you probably don't want Arkansas back-to-back. I mean, if you can get some – you yeah. know, get some other – just so we have different stuff. And it's worth noting this is, you know, we're in dreamland here. But if for somehow Arkansas is able to pull off the op- upset against Georgia and Ole Miss pulls off the upset against Alabama, you would have Ooh. probably, I don't know, it could be number Ooh. one versus number two or one versus five. Like those teams would jump really high in the rankings. Wow. So, and that would obviously CBS imagine. would jump all over that. And they might still take that game either way. 
if yeah. both these teams can play close. So I get CBS decision. I just think it's crazy that ESPN's going, no, we'd rather have Florida, Tennessee at six, or I think Kentucky and whoever they're playing at six over yeah. Arkansas, Georgia, where you have the storyline is beautiful. You got Arkansas is kind of the heart that everyone loves Arkansas right now. They're the, they're the underdogs, but they play hard. Sam Pittman never got a chance as a head coach. He was just the O-line coach that kept putting his nose to the grindstone. And, and now he's a really good, he's a good head coach. And he's going up against his former team, former mm-hmm. co-worker, Kirby Smart. I mean, it, it's set, the storylines are beautiful. That's why ESPN's game yeah. day is there. And I will tell Razorback fans to just uh, be careful because I think we're going to get really excited because we're about to get a lot of love on all the national media <laughs> because it's just True. a good story. It really is a good story. And Georgia's a really good team. But I do think regardless of how the score comes, I think Vegas had it. We've seen different lines, 18 and a half, 17 and a half, 18, somewhere around there. That seems really high. One thing I do feel like we can confidently say as Razorback fans, which is something we haven't been able to say for about a decade, they're going to play hard. They're going to come out, give 100% effort, and may the best team win. So I'm excited to watch it for sure. Well, and I want to say that I'm excited it's an 11 a.m. game. Uh, The reason is I've got a friend, and I'm not going to name any names, but any like astute listener to the podcast can probably (laughs) guess it, has watched every single ranked Arkansas game that uh, has happened this season with me. And, uh, and even last week he, he, uh, had a mysterious illness come up right before he had to go into work and, uh, he works afternoons, uh, on Saturdays. And so an 11 AM game, that's pretty, well, yeah, we can't break tradition. If you're stitious at all, you know, like this is probably a good thing for anyone. Yeah. Even if you're just stitious, not quite superstitious. You're right. right. Medium stitious, whatever. (laughs) Um, so we've looked forward a little bit. All the way stitious. (laughs) We've looked forward a little bit. Now I do want to take a step back. So. Uncle Tony, you were boots on the ground. You were there with some A&M fans. You might even have gotten to to see a little bit of what A&M does before a game. Did you like? Can you yeah. just elaborate on on, on okay. a little bit of your experience this weekend? Yeah. So, Kevin, I appreciate the floor here because I just got to say something. I, I, <laughs> LJ apparently has has seen this um, spectacle before, and 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 I want to say this that they're all wonderful people. Okay, I don't want to say anything about the people, but. Is this like when you say with all due respect and with then all like, due right? respect though? <laughs> oh, bless okay. their heart. So I'm I, I tell you, I am uh I'm not sure about this Texas AM yell stuff. So so we went so <laughs> while we were in Fort Worth, they had a yell practice in the Fort Worth stockyards. So if they were doing this privately somewhere, what they do in their own private backyard in the middle of Kyle Field or something, that's their own business. But they're in the middle of the Fort Worth stockyards doing this. And so apparently <laughs> What happens is they have a 30-minute yell practice. So they get in and they practice their yells. And I don't know if it's just an excuse for everybody to get together and, you know, and check and make sure they got their tickets for the next day or what, you know, uh, what their mix level is and if they need more beer or not. But it's the strangest thing (laughs) because the yell yell captains or these milkmen or whoever they are that, I don't know, (laughs) that... Could have been a cheerleader somewhere else, but decided to go to a and I don't know, but they're up here <laughs> leading these yells. And so, but the strangest thing about it is that each time the, the yell person, I don't know what the hell they're called, but they, anyway, every time Leroy gets up and <laughs> is going to lead a cheer, he, he tells a story. Now I'll say this, there's probably a reason you've been picked as a yell leader who doesn't have to say a damn thing. All you've got to do is do hand <laughs> gestures because these these guys can't speak <laughs> worth a damn. So it, it, it seriously was like they took somebody out of West Texas. 
let me tell you about them Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> and so they started doing these these jokes. They did these, and they were really bad jokes. It was I would I would it would be okay if I'm like, oh, that was funny. That's good. You know, oh mm-hmm. yeah, Sam Pittman wears polka dot underwear. Oh ha ha, that's really funny. But it's, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the joke. So here's the joke they told. So he said, "There's two Arkansas Razorback fans, and they were um, uh, they were talking to uh, a buddy, and they said they were very proud of themselves. They had a 23 piece puzzle given to them, and they it took them two and a half years to put it together. Two and a half years, and when they went to the buddy, and they were so excited. Look, we put this together in two and a half years." The box says four years and over, and we did it in two and a half. And I'm like, yeah, that's bad, dude. That's bad. That is not funny. <laughs> and there's like eight, ten thousand people sitting out there saying they're all guffawing, hearty, hard, heart. Do they also like, hold up like signs that tells people no, when to laugh because the no, jokes aren't good, so abs- you have to like be told? Absolutely not. And so I'm looking around, and I'm like, dude, this is, man, this is. This is stupid. And <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, if you're going to cut somebody down, be good at it. I mean, these guys were just, it was like 16-year-olds, sophomores in high school trying to impress the the senior girls by, hey, hey, you know, uh, 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 my, my parents have a pool. You want to come by? It's like, come on, man. Don't, don't do that. You know, see, I, I'm with you, wanna, you. I'm all good for some good trash talk. Like, if you got some good absolutely. jokes, like, I, like, give us some dick, like, bring some good John L. Smith jokes in there, like some absolutely. some motorcycle Petrino jokes, neck brace jokes, something, <laughs> something, but, anything. Yeah, I'd have been good, John L. Smith. I'd have been, you know, a few Chad, jokes throw some Chad Morris, like left lane yeah. hammer down jokes. Like, I'd have been like, <laughs> you know what? That's clever. Good, I'd good have on been you. Fine with that. I'd have been fine with that. But they didn't, and it was just, I, I just so awkward for them with me for them. And <laughs> I, I just, I just felt bad, but then they have all these different chances, things they do. And for some reason, when they chant, they lean over and they put their hands on their knees, kind of in a, like, I'm about to puke um, yep. position. Yep. And I don't understand I why they do it. Something about the diaphragm or anything. And, and people can put in the jokes they'd like to there on that. But um, <laughs> it was just one of the st- joke here. It's one of the strangest things I've I've ever seen. It was so it was ritualistic. Uh it was it was just strange. And it <laughs> just, I just didn't get it. And then they get out there on the field, and I'll tell you what though, I I'll to to their credit, when 30,000, 40,000 people are chanting the same chant at the same time, it's not bad. But I it, they're you know, they're just not, it's just, they're just not good. I mean, there's just like these chants. It's like, they don't make any sense. It's like, you know, they should be wearing like 1920 sweaters with letters on the side and oorah. And it's like with little straw hats. It's, I don't get it. And it was just, I was not, I was just not impressed. Look, just not here's, impressed. Here's what I'll say to that, though. I think this was the clash of the two strangest fan chanters um, in all of college football. True, good call. Yeah. Good call. Is talking about the the twelfth man. Um, so, like, look, I've been to I've been to Kyle Field and 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 watched a game with all the fans. We I, we went to Yale practice. That is a traditional campus. They have weird traditions. If a freshman looks a senior in the eye, they have to do twenty five push ups <laughs> or stop when the senior tells them to. Some, it is a very strange. Some world. would say cultish. I don't know. <laughs> it is a very strange I, world. But 
when you're sitting in Kyle Field and that entire stadium is saying the exact same thing together, it's impressive. LJ, you're right. I've not been to the Yale practices, but I have gone. It was a game. It wasn't Arkansas. It was like just a rant. I think SMU. We just made the trip because we had never been to College Station, and we were with a couple A&M fans, and I was like, that's a good college town. Let's go. And yeah. With one, they do, they do, they were, they were loud as can be for a random SMU. SMU wasn't even that good. And they were on, they were going bananas for a two o'clock game. And then they also have that thing they do where they all like rock side to side. It looks kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty cool looking. So I'll give credit. The atmosphere in a Kyle Field game is incredible, but. It's also weird. When I'll say, I think, I think the situation with the jokes, uh, I'll, I'll do my best to explain it, and it doesn't make them look any better. Um, <laughs> they, uh, so they've spent their entire lives being UT's little brother, and so they're always like, we're going to show out. We're going to beat the Longhorns, and the Longhorns are like, Texas what? Texas Tech? Who? What? Texas what? And uh, so now that they don't play the Longhorns uh, quite as often, and they, they are just not uh, in the same conference anymore, they have to find some way to like get on other people's goat and they just don't know how to do it. They've not trained for this. They've been training for the Longhorns for 60 years. So it is um, hilarious. You, it's going to take them a minute. You bring that up LJ and just seeing the back and forth, seeing the Texas and Texas A&M fans on Twitter. So like the Texas A&M fans were making jokes for the past two weeks. Like y'all lost to the trashy <laughs> Razorbacks. They suck. They barely, they couldn't even win SEC games two years ago and they blew y'all out and all this and that we beat them nine years in a row. And then on come Saturday, they're like actually the Razorbacks are a good team. That's a solid team. We lost their top 10. We lost to a really good football team. And it's just so hilarious. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I, I'd say this, you know, and, and, and honestly, though, everybody we met were great. And I, I do want to say yeah. this. Aggies are good people. Aggies they're are, weird. They're, they're good people. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. I'm not going <laughs> to repeat what you said, LJ, but I I, I think I agree. And uh, But, uh, you know, all due respect for them because a lot of those guys go out and serve our country. So great respect for them. Yeah, I, true. I don't want to discount that at all. But man, well, then the ones that don't serve in the military tend to go and be farmers. Yeah. Which is like, so that's the bedrock of our foundation bedrock. right there. And like. Absolutely. And you know what? But boy, do they have a chip on their shoulder. It is just, <laughs> they are <laughs> definitely, uh, no offense here. They, they're the middle child and they just can't figure it out. And uh, it's just. Someone's got to hit them with the okay. But I tell you what, it's, it, one of the best things, if you ever want to diffuse a situation with an Aggie, all you got to do is give the downward horn sign. And all's good. I, I've <laughs> and never all's seen, right. You know, every time they flash somebody on the screen, it's true. And it was like you're playing the Razorbacks, and they're flipping <laughs> the horns down. It's like, dude, we're yeah. you're not playing Texas. You're playing, but anyway, <laughs> they, the horns are. They going trained down. one way for a long I'm time. That's all I'm saying. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. And I'll at last thing, the the person when whenever they flashed a fan on the screen, the one that got the most applause when everybody went nuts was when they showed that dog Reveille. I'm telling you, it, you yep. show that little border collie and it's like, mm. it was amazing yeah. to yeah. watch the respect they had for that dog. Which <laughs> And that's the right kind of celebrity. That's to have. right. I mean, it's, it's great because you know what? They can go back and after we beat them, they can go pet the dog. You know, uh, that dog lives in a dorm room and if the dog gets sick, sick any whoever's supposed to take care of that dog, that entire class gets canceled for, you know, every class that guy's got, the classes are canceled. So everybody misses I class. I believe if Reveille barks, they also miss class. I think that's right, too. Yeah. yeah. So to great. put a bow on our Arkansas A&M and just Arkansas <laughs> talk in general, 
I and I for any AM fans out there, if you're listening to this and you're like, those idiots, they they like like LJ said, they yell woo pig suey three times. Uh, we understand <laughs> yeah. I understand it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's if terrible. you ever if I would never you, you probably wouldn't catch me do that alone, but doing that with people, it's so fun. Uh, but I know we yeah. look ridiculous. I know, and that's fine. <laughs> and I'm gonna continue to call the hogs. Uh, and then I wanna say Thank you. I know Hunter Yurchek and Sam Pittman and Dave Van Horn and Eric Musselman, they probably all listen. I just want to say thank you to all of them <laughs> for, for making it very enjoyable to watch Arkansas sports lately. Oh, yeah. let yeah. me say this. Okay, before we leave it, that's one thing that we we stayed, of course, right, and yeah, to piss off the future in-laws. But uh, um, <laughs> we stayed and watched the after, you know, after this the um, game. Hunter Yurchek, Sam Pittman, Eric Musselman, Dave Van Horn were all at the game. All there on the sideline. And so wow. they all got together and they were hugging and high-fiving. And, and they were tr- literally, they were truly all excited to be there. And actually, it, there was a pass thrown out of bounds on purpose. Dave Van Horn caught it. Just in the air. Shout out Boop. to DB. Nice. Caught it. Caught Dave. And they showed Van Horn on the screen and everybody screamed to hot. But I'll tell you, so Kevin, I, to me – Give Hunter your check some credit because I don't think you oh, see yeah. that as a lot of, at a lot of universities where you've got those major major sports head coaches supporting each other, and I thought that was yeah. fantastic to see all three of those, uh, both Mus- uh, Musselman and Van Horn, there at that game. Well, and he's knocked fantastic. out of the park with all his hires. I mean, I, the, the Pittman oh, yeah. hire, I was happy with it, but like I know a lot of Razorbacks wanted Mike Norvell, which I'm not saying he's just going to be a total failure, but he's. He is not doing very well at a Florida State right now, which is as talented team and probably an easier conference is an easier conference, and they're struggling mightily. Where Pittman's doing great. Same with Musselman; he wasn't always the first choice, but he's been great. And then Dave Van Horn's just been great for like two decades oh, now. But yeah, but so I really it feels like there's a little bit of a culture, uh, not just like everyone's talking about the football team, but there's just a culture in the athletic departments where it seems like. Each team supports the other team. You have the football players yeah. at the basketball game. You have the basketball guys mm-hmm. at the baseball game. You have the, you know, it's everybody supporting everybody, and it's it. it's cool. It's it's a good time to be a Razorback fan, and that wasn't always said. That's <laughs> no, so, the case. <laughs> let's put a bow on college football and move over to NFL. We are Woo. three weeks into the year, I believe. If I'm doing this right, so we used to be like, you know, after four weeks. You're you're a fourth of the way through your schedule. Well, now they screwed up. The, the they've added a game. My math's all wrong. I can't get it right. I don't, it used to be a ten win team. Is a guarantee to win the playoffs. Now I don't know. I think we're a sixth of the way through. Now I don't know for sure. What whatever. Let's yes. go to uh, wh- where do we want to start. I mean, do we want to start with clearly at this point the the Broncos and the Cowboys are favorites to to meet up in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, mean, that, I think that's the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. That's can we just end the season now? I do want to say, yeah. LJ, well, I, for for all the fans out there who, and I know Cowboys fans can be annoying as hell, but I'm just telling you, I saw it already. I tried to give people a warning. I thought it would take a couple of wins. It took one Monday night good win, and get up was like <laughs> talking Super Bowl about the Cowboys, and I've yep, seen yep. I've seen it happening and. I'm just telling you the schedule is they do play Carolina. They play an undefeated Carolina Panthers this week, <laughs> but they are without Christian McCaffrey. And then after that, the schedule gets very easy. It would not shock me if the Cowboys win like six of the next seven. And there you it's gonna be unbearable for anyone who's not a Cowboys fan. I'm just <laughs> yep. I'm I'm preparing you now between yep, the national media and then I'm Cowboy preparing. fans, which yep. I also want to say, LJ, the team does look really good. <laughs> they look, look good. really yeah. good. 
It, it does look good. I don't want it to. I'm tired of <laughs> it's this already. Weird that, I'm so tired of this already. But I, I don't want to praise everything because I don't. Here's what I don't get. All right. They have Kellen Moore. He, he takes care of the offense. He's doing a fantastic job on the offense, calling good plays. I really like what they're doing. We're getting the run game, and you're getting to see a lot of good Dak plays. And then you got Dan Quinn on the defensive side. Really seems like he's got things going in the right direction. The defense is playing well. He's got it all figured out there. And then so that leaves Mike McCarthy, the head coach. You don't even have to worry about scheming offense and defense. All you need to do really is learn how time works, how clocks work, <laughs> how timeouts work. And I know he did tell Jerry he's good at Excel, so maybe this is too dumb for him to like worry about <laughs> seconds on a clock. But what the hell, McCarthy? That is going to lose it. It was in the second. It was at the end of the first half, and you saw. I, I don't know if y'all were watching the Manning cast, but at one point. Peyton was like, what are we doing? Like, they were all like, call timeout. And it felt like all of Cowboys fans watching the same time. Like, everyone's like, even the ref, the ref standing by Mike McCarthy. And McCarthy's like, I don't know. I don't know. And the ref's like, you're not calling a timeout here? You're not? No? And he goes, no, we're good. And the ref even looked confused. It looked like Stefanski last week when the Texans coach decided to not accept the penalty and just punt instead of getting another chance. <laughs> like, they're just like, really? You're just going to let it tick down when Dak, you're at the 50 here. Okay, cool. Whatever. All right. All right, all right. So I, I do worry about about that costing a game late, uh, but the, the the team looks good, Tony. Woo, man! I tell you, um, yeah, I, I I I became a believer last night, and so I started looking at today, uh, just looking at the results from this week and the last two weeks, and you know the Cowboys haven't had the easiest schedule to start the season and what the Chargers did with the Chiefs I'm sure we'll talk about and that victory and then taking the Bucks to two points uh at Tampa now it's like wow I th- this could be the real deal and because I certainly didn't think our defense would be able to because Philadelphia has some decent um skills uh position players and to to do what they did in the first half de- uh, defensively I thought was pretty pretty significant so I and there's never been any doubt on the offensive side of the football that that Dallas is going to be able to score points uh, that maybe one of the top three most talented teams in the NFL as far as offensively is concerned and so uh if if Quinn can work his magic with these you know uh putting together the bubble gum and 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 wire that he's got on defense and somehow produce a team that can keep folks under 30 points, they could win a bunch of ball games. I'm not right there with the Super Bowl yet, but well, obviously better, I'm trafficking. There are better. I, I think they definitely now are the NFC East uh, uh, leaders. No doubt about it. And with that's where I'm trying to significant uh, injuries. I think they're the Cowboy fans leaders. that I know. I'm trying to go like they're starting to get real excited. And I understand that's a good game. But I'm just like, how about we just go NFC? Like, that's a realistic NFC East, very realistic goal. I mean, it looks like the rest of the division is just as bad as it was last year. Yeah, we just happen yeah. to have a competent quarterback this year as long as his ankle doesn't fall apart. Yeah. So I, I, let's just shoot for NFC East and anything else is just icing on the cake. Just don't don't get too crazy here. I, I heard Rich Eisen today was saying this is the best team since the triplets. And I was like, whoa, Ooh, slow down, boy, slow wait, down, wait, slow wait, down. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. So, and I really like yeah. Rich Eisen's. But let's go to the to the well, other team. And let me, oh, what, let, what's up, Tony? Last thing on the Cowboys, and I'll say this, and and I think this is what has separate separates this team. Uh, maybe we would have seen it last year. I don't know. It separates this team from others I've seen in this era of the Cowboys. Is I don't know if you noticed if you watched it long enough last night, Dak Prescott 
um, they, they, he's on the sideline. They're ahead by that, and he's crying. I don't know if you guys saw that. You saw that. I didn't see that. No. So he's sitting on the bench, and it, 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 it to me, he looked like he's crying because he realizes he's. And they did a big piece on it, and whatever. But it looked genuine to me that this guy is sitting on the bench, and he is so grateful for where they're at. That they, they, this game is over. And 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 then you saw that McCarthy let him go back out to take that victory um, formation in that game, his first game back in AT and T Stadium since the injury. after the injury. And so I think you really see that ownership of I'm the I'm a, the Cowboy quarterback. And I know we've got some Romo fans here, but I don't know <laughs> that that was that ha- I haven't seen that in a long time. So I'm 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 very hopeful that 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 Dak is that guy that makes everyone else do that as well. And so that's the last thing I said. I just thought that was pretty amazing for yeah. that guy and and really a kid. You know, we're we're all here older than Dak Prescott, and so uh, I, I just think that's amazing. And and it's also what's really mind boggling to me is I, I'm starting to have to figure out are the Cowboys actually good at the draft like they michael parsons looks like a good pick they took <laughs> digs in the second round easy. which seems like a really good pick easy they, easy pollard Holy. seems like a really well. good pick cd lamb seems like a good pick i don't know i, I got I, this is weird to me to even say but they're not doing the splashy well, picks anymore they're just taking the best player available and it seems to be working micah parsons right am i saying the name yeah. right right yeah, yeah he's good he, he looks really good he's good uh, yeah Let's not get we're, – we're about to get too excited about the Cowboys. And we're trying not to do that. All right, let's go to a team. Yeah, we've already hit our Cowboys speaking, quarter. Speaking of getting too excited, LJ – let me – first, let me just see how are we feeling. 3-0 and Denver Broncos. Just Oh, my God, I want to be so excited. I want to be so excited. Okay, so I keep thinking, like, okay, so we beat the three Js. So, like, let's not get too excited. The Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. Like, the Giants. The, what's, it's, yeah, it's Giants fans. Phonetic, know spell, phonetic Js. <laughs> LJ, real uh, quick, before you move from those three, how many wins do those three have combined? Uh, probably one. Uh, no, uh, not maybe one. Maybe zero. zero. <laughs> okay. So, exactly. So, that's my thing. It's like, I'm trying to chill. I'm trying to chill. But they are beating them by more than I keep expecting them to. <laughs> like, I keep expecting closer games, and they're like, they're kind of stomping these bad teams. So, I don't know. Here's the deal. We play the Ravens next week, and then I'll know what kind of team I've got. That's, that's what I'm waiting for. The second we play the Ravens, I'll know how excited to be for this the season. The schedule lays out, in, like, the next four weeks will tell us, like, because I think regardless, like, we when we talked about this, uh, when me, Tone, and Pops did the, the preseason pod, kind of talking about our thoughts on the year, we all thought the Broncos were a frisky team and they're going to play good teams really hard, maybe even have a chance at the playoffs. The next four weeks will tell us, are they just that? Or are they like better than like, like a legit easy 50, 50 on the next four weeks. And then uh, cause Ravens are tough. Roethlisberger is gone. He's just, Oh, I, I think um, we're about to get into that in a little bit. Uh, the, the, the Raiders it's week six, That'll be you fun. know, that's Gruden's going to fall apart at that point. <laughs> and then we got the Browns. So like, I think we got two good teams in the next four weeks. If they I can somehow fine. go three and one or something in the next four, then you start going, Whoa, this team's interesting. Cause then I Judy know. comes back and you're like, Whoa, I don't know, but I'm with the LJ. I think you're, you should, you're at the right level of excitement. It's a, yeah. you should be excited. Cause you're right. They are beating these teams handily, but it is the three J's as you called it, I, and they haven't and they haven't won and, a game. So that's very. And good. I'll be. I, I think the Chargers are the best team in the AFC West. So, um, well, let's so go there. I, let's go then. Let's go to the Chargers Chiefs game. That uh, Tony. Actually, wow. I just want to hear 
What's your thought? Are the Chargers the best team in the division, Tony? Because that, that's where LJ stands, right? That's where you're saying, though? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. You still have the Chiefs? I still Who are? Just well, like we predicted. I mean, someone's got to play no. defense out in Kansas City, I, right? Or are they, what are they going to do about that? I'm going to tell you. Um, and, and the Broncos are doing this without a healthy Bradley Chubb. So I, I, I said this. You know, in that podcast, uh, you know, watch out for the Broncos. I, Wait, well, you, you said are you calling yeah. them the best team in the division? Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm I, listening. Through the first three games, I'll say, yeah. Um, I, the Chiefs the Chiefs can't play defense. The Chiefs have allowed more points than any other team in the league. That that includes Detroit. Yeah, they're bad. That includes bad Jacksonville. That includes the Texans. They, they've allowed more points than any team in the league. They have got to figure out. They, uh, Clark is not doing his job. Jones is not doing his job. Somebody needs to set that defensive line, uh, that defensive side of the football down and say, look, y- y'all got to produce. Or they've got to make a trade. They got to stop signing wide receivers. They, that's yeah, what they well, that's what do. I was about to say. There's nothing wrong with signing Josh Gordon. Before you got on, Tony, no, they brought in the defense. They brought in Josh Gordon. They, so that'll help. <laughs> they've got to get there's there's right now there are a bunch of people that are starting to court Richard Sherman to get him to come back, and, and the Chiefs ought to be one of them. I they have just got to figure out something, or they've got to make a trade. They have got to get some help in the middle of it because because yeah. they're like Swiss cheese. And if you can't, ninety-five points they've allowed in three games. You, you you're, you, that's a even with Patrick team. Mahomes, you're not winning Super Bowls. You're not you winning stop. Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Mahomes' problem right now is he's trying to win games on his own, and you saw that. You really saw that with the interceptions he threw and the turnovers they had Sunday. He's trying to do too much, and he's young, but he's not the. You know, you got to figure out how to make those things happen and well, what and to then do. And so it's just, just another thing, Tone, especially with how bad their defense is, you can't make unforced errors on offense. Like the you drop to turn it. into an interception, Edward Tolaire to learn, well, not remember how to hold on to it. Can I also throw out there, I mean, I look, I love the things that McCombs can do. He's the most fun quarterback to watch in the NFL. There's no question Are you going to say it. the no-look pass? Is that what? The no-look interception, dude. Like your it's wide receiver needs to know. Hands, they need to, they, yeah, your wide receiver needs to know you're throwing to him. He's an they NFL wide receiver and hit him in the hands. You got to catch that. I, I mean, I, look, I, okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I think that's a problem. It did kind of look it, like, to your point, L, it did kind of look like throwing, like, I remember like in the finals when the Warriors lost to the Cavs, like Steph Curry throwing behind the back pass when a regular old pass would have worked and he turned it over. Like, that's yeah, kind of where I'm you're saying, like, like, just throw the ball. Mahomes threw that pass perfectly. He, and he, well, and it, and he was open, open the no-look pass wasn't needed there. It was, yeah. it was, it yeah. was cool, but it wasn't needed. And yeah. sometimes I think you might be on something, L, where it's like, you're doing a little extra. You, you don't have yeah. that room for error with the defense giving up yeah. 85 well, points a game. Defense like that. No, yeah, yeah you got to chill. So I'm going to say this, and 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 I, I confidence is such a big factor for an NFL quarterback. True. And true. there's confidence, overconfidence, and lack of confidence. And and yeah. you can see that. So for the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers does not lack for confidence. But he's not overconfident <laughs> because you've seen that last two games, especially this last game. He he still makes those throws. He's confident. Now, I, I I have a feeling that perhaps, and Tom Brady may be falling into this after this last game, that I think Mahomes, maybe his needle is moving a little into the overconfidence level that, well, shit, I can throw anything I damn well want, and I can I can will myself to to get this game to get this team there. He needs to be careful because that happens to a lot of teams. And we look back at a lot of teams that were the loser in the Super Bowl that this happens to them. And and so they he needs to be careful 
and uh, he may be moving into that overconfident level. And you, you can't yeah, be maybe. making those over th- those kind of passes. But confidence is a huge, huge factor in the NFL at quarterback. So Dead interestingly, on, on the AFC West now, the Chiefs at, at betting odds right now, the Chiefs are still the favorites at just about even odds, a little uh, close to even odds. Place. And then next is the Broncos, then the Chargers, and then the Raiders are last at plus 475. So that division wow. is interesting. If, if you're yeah. willing to say the Chiefs aren't going to win it, there's money to be made if you if you pick the right one out of the Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. Yeah. So it, wow. interesting. I do want to ask. I want to ask about the Chargers, and then we need to move on. But I really, I think they're really dangerous. I think the defense is good enough. I think Herbert yeah. is. He shows me things where he's not Mahomes, but but he's got that potential. He could be. And then I think Mike Williams, if he's healthy, they have good receivers. I like Eckler. Obviously, Keenan Allen's one of the top probably five receivers in the league. But they do. They keep doing the shit where they illegal procedure inside the five yard line or yeah. stupid penalties. That, they scare me a little bit. If they can fix those penalty stuff, I think they're they're contenders for the Super Bowl. I mean, do you worry, Tony, about that just being quarterbacks young and new coaches young? It's not the quarterback that bothers Herbert. I, I yeah, the quarterback shouldn't bother you at all. I got quoted in that that he. He, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady, yeah, the new Tom Brady. Um, Him and I, Davis Mills, yeah, well, no, that's Davis the Mills, yeah. I was gonna too. say, yeah, he's he's Davis the, Mills next the next Tom Justin Brady, Herbert. yeah, 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 next so. Tom Brady. So anyway, well, wait, can I real quick? I got to throw out his stats next week. Uh, Tony's already called it twenty for forty. This is Davis Mills, twenty for forty, three seventy five, three touchdowns. Just got to get that out there for all the fantasy players. Uh, but anyway, pick them up, Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, they cannot enforce their will on offense. And what I mean by that is that they don't have that power running game that when it's the fourth quarter and you're up two or four, that you have to get two or three first downs to close the game out. And that's where the chargers at this point are not quite there. And I think that's what makes a championship team. You look at anybody that's down that line, they have the ability to do that. And uh, I don't know that the Chargers have that ability, and that's I think that's what's going to separate them. I, I'm the Chargers are one of those teams that I'm watching pretty much every week because they they interest they're me. fun. It wouldn't well, shock they've me got if the they test kinda... too. The, they've got the Broncos test coming up this well, next few weeks. Well, it's so, Raiders, yeah, Raiders, uh, Browns, and who's at next? the Ravens, Ravens. Yeah, that's three so weeks in got... a row where I, they could easily go zero three. Out. They could go three and zero. I yeah. mean. That, that that's interesting. So uh, I think their defense is phenomenal, though. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna do some damage uh, in these games they, because their offense uh, will do enough, and their defense will. I mean, they've they've held some teams that score forty points on the regular down to pretty human numbers for the first three weeks yeah, of the season. They, so they've got a Bosa. So um, <laughs> let's go. So you mentioned wait, last night, wait wait last night. So bold prediction here: if Mike Williams stays healthy. For 16 games. I know we play 17. I'll give him one. Okay. If he plays, okay. if he stays healthy for 16 games, the Chargers win the division and gets a bye into the playoffs. Ooh, so they, first in the AFC then. Yeah. Mike Williams. Mike Williams is okay. Player. Heard. Heard. There's, there's, that's a bold prediction. I like that. Interesting. I mean, I hate it. I do hate it. Um, <laughs> let's go to, uh, we mentioned him a second ago when we we're talking uh, overconfident quarterbacks. We're just confident quarterbacks, but. Uh, oh, our boy Aaron Rodgers did his thing on Sunday night and pulled another rabbit out of a hat and ended up winning rabbit that out game. Of head. <laughs> yeah. uh, he pulled that win off against the 49ers on Sunday night football. Uh, 
that to me, that's a really good win. And I'm sure the Packers feel really good about it. But to me, that's a worse loss than it is a good win. Like the 49ers and interesting. That's a good way to put it. Where do we, where do we feel? And I know this is going to get some, this is, this is a warm tape. There's a little bit of sizzle on this. I just pulled it out of the oven. I had, I tried to pull it out and my hands burned a little bit. So I got some oven mitts on. I'm pulling it out. But, uh, is Kyle Shanahan just a good coordinator and not a good head coach? Mm. He's been a, he's been a part know. of two of the biggest Super Bowl collapses in recent history when he was a coordinator at the Falcons and also a head coach for the 49ers when the Chiefs got him. I just so they were driving down to score that game winning touchdown. I know people have talked about it, but and I'm not some people were saying they should have been wasting clock. You go score when you score, but like I'm not saying use check should have fell down at the one <laughs> because you got to go score when you score, but you still snap the ball at one second. Like they snapped the ball at 12 seconds on the play clock to where if they take that all the way down before that use check one, that's 11 more seconds. Now you're giving Mahomes 25 se- or Mahomes, you're giving Rodgers 25 <laughs> seconds instead of 37. Like that, that stuff matters. And then on the defense side, which I know this isn't Shanahan because he's an offensive guy, but you're still the head coach. Everybody and their mom knew he was throwing to 17. We all knew they were throwing to Devontae Adams. Rodgers even said yeah. afterward, he's like, what was the game plan there in those last plays? He goes, throw it to 17. I was, trying to find, I was trying to find Devontae. I was just throwing it today. So, like, cover everybody. But like, if they beat you with Valdez-Scantling, you lost. You'll take That's that loss. You don't yeah. lose to Rodgers throwing it to Adams. And he threw it three straight times, got 50 yards on two of them, and then they kicked the game-winning field goal. I it's a great win by Rodgers. I'm not trying to take it away because he does do that stuff. I've watched it firsthand when he did it to the Cowboys in the playoffs. But I just think the 49ers lost it. And then narrative-wise, Garoppolo did a lot of good there. And that's one of those where if they get that win, you're like, Garoppolo is our guy. He can maybe take us to the Super Bowl. Like, this team is good around him. And all of a sudden now it's like, maybe Garoppolo's not. Even though I don't think it was his fault that they lost. I, that game's interesting. What did you think about that game, Tony, in general? I, it really was an entertaining game. Uh, it was fun to watch. Yeah, I I think the Packers, as I said, I think a couple weeks ago, I, I, I now I think we saw the Packers, and the difference in it was I, I I didn't realize they could play with that much speed on defense, and so uh, their def- defense actually is what made a difference for me for the Packers is is that they played with some speed, and um, I you know. Uh, I still think an NFC West team is going to be beat an NFC North team when any time in the playoffs. And any and I say that one through four, four through one. If any of the one through four yeah. NFC West is going to beat any of the one through four uh, NFC North teams, but and then including the Packers. But um, man, it was fun to watch. And I I I think it goes back to I I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers just took Week One off. And said, yes. "This is the pre. This is preseason, last preseason game yeah, for I think us. And if Sixteen it happens, games it does, after this bad boy. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So I, I think that's really what you saw. Out so of you this think game. both these teams are still really good? I mean, you still absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. The 49ers, they'll get healthy. Do we see Lance? Do we see Lance as a starting quarterback at any point this year? If Garoppolo gets hurt, yes. If well, not, no. well, okay. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the real high. No, I mean, real yeah. bold. <laughs> That kind of did come out right, did it? Oh yeah, <laughs> number one guy goes down. Sure, no, I mean, yeah. no, not unless Garoppolo does. I mean, I, okay. I think Garoppolo is probably going to be. Now you could see them start to do what the Saints did with Taysom Hill, and you're you're yeah, seeing I, I see you'll see more right. of that. Yeah, that when yeah. they see an advantage, they're going to put Lance in to to run the RPO. 
I don't think that he's ready. It's it looks like to me he's not ready for that uh, starting starting role. But if Garoppolo goes down, I think they could be successful with him, and he could be very interesting uh, from a fantasy standpoint down the stretch, and, um, and for them down the stretch. Before before moving on, LJ, I do want to go over here to you. Uh, I know you got some some Shanahan love. It's more for Mike probably than Kyle, <laughs> but yeah, but there's some yeah. Shanahan love. So what did you think about my maybe Shanahan's a good coordinator, not a head coach, and maybe that year they got the Super Bowl was the outlier, and the other years where they've been six and ten is is more Kyle Shanahan. I, I, what did you think? I mean, I think Shanahan's a good coach, um, but I, I, probably I so. will say here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, what's the coach's name in San Diego? Who is uh, Staley? That they did. He was, well, L.A. L.A. Chargers, right, not San Chargers, Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what Brandon Staley, he was with the Rams, name. right? Yeah. He was with the Rams for a bit. Yeah, yeah. quarterback. I think he uh, has created uh, a scheme that breaks the the zone rush blocking. Um, at least, at least it, it can't just run rampant like it has been in the past. Kyle Shanahan plays his dad's offense, but with a uh, with a little bit more pizzazz. Um, and and I think that that is gonna start seeing its end. He's got to evolve. Kyle Shanahan has got to evolve as a head coach to to stay in this league. Well, and it'd also and be nice if like his running backs don't somehow all get hurt every single year. I don't know why that happens yeah. to the That's a Shanahan problem. That's just a Shanahan problem and yeah. it's always gonna be. I mean, that's just deal with it. Dude. As someone uh, who's rooted for a Shanahan for a lot yeah. of a lot of years, you know that's you're it. gonna spend a lot of time rooting for Ruben drones if you get <laughs> Shanahan as your head coach. Um, <laughs> Tatum Bell, uh, Ruben Drones, Mike Bell. I mean they're all <laughs> a grasp for the past. Oh my gosh. Um, but I, so I don't know. I like Shanahan. I think he's a good coach, but I think he's got, he's got a lot ahead of him, uh, to, to make it work. I mean, he's, he, he doesn't have an easy street here. I just, like, it's, it's the, tough to lose. And this isn't on him. I mean, this is just the, the, where they're at, but it's tough to lose games that you should have won when you play in their division. Cause you just got so many hard games yeah. on the schedule. So it, yeah. And, yeah. And I want to stay in that division. I want to ask you about a team that I just cannot understand the Seahawks. They, I, I think they should be good. And every single game they come out in the first half and they look like that Seahawks team that I picked Russell Wilson to maybe win MVP and maybe go to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, see, that's why I like them. They're they're a really good team. And then in the, the second half, they just don't show up. And let me give credit to the to the Vikings. Kirk Cousins played a great game. I always say he's bad against good teams. Well, that was a good team, and he played really well. So I'll give him his credit when it's due. But I just the Seahawks are interesting, and I don't understand them. And now they got – the the 49ers who the 49ers are going to really want this win they they want to avenge that loss mm-hmm. then the rams pittsburgh that's a cakewalk cuz as long as they have been <laughs> big man at quarterback and then new orleans i i just could easily see them going 2 and 4 in the next 4 and you just we talked about it that division you can't get too many L's on your schedule or all of a sudden you're sitting at third or fourth and not every team's going to make it out of that. Division. I'm going to say I'm going to say they are a good team. Uh they I think have so lost too. too. I think I think yeah, Kirky Poo is uh he's on fire this year. Um and uh and then the other loss that they have is an overtime loss to a team that last year we thought could win the Super Bowl. So, I wouldn't worry too much about them yet, but like you said, you can't lose very many extra games in the a- NFC West. Like that's right. just not allowed. So, I think they're going to struggle. I think they might be, you know, looking at the wild card and hoping um, but I do think they're a good team. I think if they if they get into playoffs, they make some noise. Um, but it's just going to be tough for them. For Tony, do you out. think do you think that game told you more about the Vikings or Seahawks? I mean, for well, to the Vikings, who is the team that I was giving up on? They lost by three to the Bengals on a last second field goal. Lost by one to the Cardinals, and then just kind of blew out the Seahawks. Up, they might be. Maybe I was wrong, and I, it's possible the Purple People Leaders may be back. I don't know. No. N- 
See, it was at Minnesota, and mm-hmm. it was a must-win game for Minnesota. And uh, but you know, I, I this is going to sound strange, but I, I was watching that game and to only score seventeen points against Minnesota, even if it was at Minnesota, is very disturbing for me. Now, I if they've lost this thirty to twenty-eight or thirty twenty-seven. I, I, you know, okay, it makes sense. You're on the road. Fair points. But 30-17. But to not score gonna, a point in the second half, they yeah, didn't score a single to, point. I, I'll say this, and I don't believe I'm going to say it, but Russell Wilson looked old in that game. And he's not yeah. old. Um, there were passes that he didn't make. Um, they were able to catch him when he hadn't been. And I'm not talking about him running, but just getting out of the pocket and, and make some plays. And I went back and watched some of that. And I it, it, he just looked out of sync, and I. It, it looked like is Russell. Is is this not? Is he really? And maybe this was the reason that the Seahawks have said we're not really wanting to make that next step and make you. It, it's another one of those situations where you had the quarterback in the offseason who didn't seem like he was fully bought into his team, and now he's struggled yeah. a little. Which Russell's stats have been fine. Like if you look at his stats, his quarterback rating's good. He's not throwing picks, but he's just not. I don't know. It, it's just it's, weird to score strange. zero points in the second half I, yeah. against the Vikings defense, who is not as good as Zimmer's had in the past. That that yeah. defense can be had, and they didn't get yeah. them in the second half. Yeah, so I'm, I, I don't. I'm with LJ. I'm not ready to announce that that the Seahawks are going to be out of the playoffs, but they have put themselves in a difficult situation in that division. Mm-hmm. As we've talked, it's the toughest division in football, and um, I, they've got to figure some stuff out. Um, the last team that I want to bring up, and then I'll, y'all can I'll see which if y'all have anything y'all want to go at. But uh, I'm ready, LJ, to fully. The week one I think was a fluke. I, they got us to kind of buy in. Big Ben is done. I know his stats were decent. If you look Let's at his stats, go. like he ended up with 300 something yards, but th- he had so many plays that looked like it could have been on like the NFL Follies reel, where it just looked like a guy. <laughs> he like tripped over. He just. It's it, he's done. He's just done. I don't understand why he's still the quarterback. And I think it's one of those where they were afraid to part ways with the franchise guy if he's willing to come back. And he's holding him back at this point to me. Well, and Benifer's stats have always been uh, <laughs> have been have been liars. Um, he is he's really good at getting out to the flats or just heaving it deep. Um, he's good at keeping plays alive, and I'll give him that. That is something he does better than almost any other quarterback. This year, it doesn't look so great. He doesn't look like he's doing that as much. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like he's the worst quarterback that's ever played, but I mean, severely overrated. Yeah. Can we see it this year? Yeah. Well, and oh. so I just, I, I glanced at his stats earlier and saw 318 yards. Thought, well, maybe he didn't play that bad. He did that on 58 attempts. So he had 5.5 yeah, yards. His stats are lies. An attempt. His stats are lies. And, and they lies. even had a play where. He's a good fantasy quarterback. Was, and, and Tony, you play in a lot of fantasy leagues. I understand why you no, respect him. But yeah. the game was even not totally out of reach. And they had a fourth and 11. And he said hut and instantly threw a flat to Najee Harris. Like he didn't even look down the field. And Najee Harris got five yards. But fourth and 11, that don't do, that's not any good. Like I don't, I just think he's done. And I think he's going to – the Steelers' team isn't awful. LJ's been said this a long time that usually there's good players around him and they inflate his stats a little bit. And I, I think he has a good team around him. Now, the offensive line is bad. They're bad. Yeah. But if you have yeah. a bad offensive line, you can't have a quarterback that is literally immobile. He cannot move. <laughs> and then after the after the game, we hear, well, how are your injuries? And Big Ben said, it hurts all over. And I was like, <laughs> oh, of course it does. Yeah. Tony, I, you've heard us just, just rail on him. Do, I are you not believe, ready to sell? I'll, 
I want to believe, you know. We're trying um, to talk you into selling before you just lose all your money. Sell, yeah. sell, sell. <laughs> well, I, you should have talked to me earlier because I did lose money on the Steelers this weekend. Um, oh, well, see, I wish I would have talked to you because yeah, I made a Bengals, Bengals money line. <laughs> when the Bengals come to town and you're less than a touchdown favorite, you know, normally that's that's a no-brainer, but not today. Uh, um, I'll say this. I think you've got to um, – and to, – and, uh, to give credit to LJ, you know, um, Ben has always had Benifer. that number one. <laughs> Benifer has always had that <laughs> number one wide receiver. And Johnson, Deontay Johnson was out for this game. Juju Smith got hurt in this game. And um, it really, you know, it really hurt. Now, when Pratt, Pat Fryermuth scores your touchdown, you know you've got an <laughs> issue. Uh, but um, – I, I would say I'm not ready to give up on them. I, they've got to figure out how to use Najee Harris in this running game, and 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 so I am disappointed in how the defense is playing. Their defense should well, be and TJ Watt this. was out, so Watt was out, but they're they're going to have to figure out. And you know he's not a Bosa, but and he does have a <laughs> tendency to to miss a few games from here from time to time. But um, I, they've got to figure out how to play defense better than that. And and now I. Even with Burrow being a second-year a quarterback, Jamar Chase looked good Sunday. Yeah, I bet, so, I bet everybody wishes they would have not made the I, – was he just trolling us? Like, I really liked him in fantasy football until I saw him drop everything that came his way in preseason. So I, <laughs> so I stayed away, and now I'm well, kicking myself because he's just as good as I thought before I watched him drop balls. Like, I hate myself. Luckily, he's on one of my four fantasy teams, but um, – uh, the one that got autographed. That connection. But, um. Those two are good together. I mean, they they look just as good as they did in LSU. And then yeah, I like Higgins. I mean, that, that offense has got some potential. Look I good. still think the Bengals aren't a yeah. playoff team, but they're there's some. I like I, what I'm seeing. Yeah, the Steelers. If 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 they're two and four, two and six, there's issues there, and we'll just see if this is. They're going to say, well, twenty one is Ben's. Swan the Steelers aren't a team go, known but, to known to just go down and like tank and go for picks. So. I know Pops made a bold call for Aaron Rodgers to be traded to Washington. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. But (laughs) how about, how about we get Garoppolo traded to the Steelers? Mm. Wow. Mm. Interesting. That's an interesting call there. Because the 49ers have to go to Seahawks or the Seahawks are playing them and Seahawks beat them all of a sudden. They're what, one and two and three or two, two and two or one. I, I just think it. Kyle Shanahan likes him some Lance, and he might try to want to switch things up. And I don't think it does any good to put Garoppolo on your bench because once he gets I, to the bench, I think he's going to be like, "F y'all, I'm done." As so, we said, if we said to start the season, I, I think that the AFC wild cards are wide open. I still yeah. see the Steelers. I still see the Steelers as possibly winning that division. We'll see if the Ravens I see, can stay healthy. If Roethlisberger's their quarterback, I don't think there's any chance they even make the see, playoffs. I, no. I think we Johnson, get our first losing season from Mike Tomlin if he's still the quarterback. This okay, is my favorite I podcast disagree. we've ever done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, on, I'm on with LJ. Like, Rod, I was ready to – last year I thought it was bad, and then we got the stupid – I fell into the stupid – Best shape of his life. He's been on a diet. Every year, they're always on the best shape of their life. Uh, <laughs> You're a pro athlete. Every year, you should be in the best shape, best shape of your life. And I fell into the trap. And, it, and that Bill's win kind of uh, helped it. And I think that was a fluke. And uh, they're, uh, I'm over the Bill Steelers. I'm, I'm betting against them as long as Big Ben's the quarterback. I'm not Let's saying go. I'm not saying there's money down for the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just saying that I believe the Steelers are better than what they've shown the last two weeks. 
Um, LJ, we can quit. I know you'll, you're fine with just shitting on the Steelers the rest of this podcast. But yeah, for, the, for the listener's sake, is there any other games or teams you kind of wanted to make note about? We're going to talk a little bit about the rookie quarterback. So if what, those are one of your teams. I'll take a uh, well, we got to talk about Justin Tucker and Matt Prater both going for oh, the longest God. field goals in NFL history. One of them giving up the longest play in NFL history and the other one hitting it. So. I feel so bad. Lions fans because and I'll tell you why not because they have these all the time happen to them and it just feels like it they've been shit on for their entire fandom but that was one of those games where the major I feel like the major either the bed not betting audience had the Ravens in a money line or or Mm -hmm. some sort of teaser so they were just needing to win and then everyone else had them in their survivor pool because they thought the Ravens would beat the Lions for sure. So everybody was rooting on that that kick to go in. And not only did the kick go in from 66 yards, and it would have not been good from any further because it hit the damn crossbar and bounced in. Yeah. But then there is the delay of game gate where yep. it looks like they yep. definitely got away with the delay of game. And yep. you also gave yeah. up a fourth and 19 to Lamar where you just forgot how to play deep. Like you just oh, – I, Lions fans – yeah. That one was brutal. And I know you don't yeah. have playoff hopes this year, but still, that's a brutal, brutal yeah, loss. Yeah. Oh, boy, yeah, that is. For all our, our Detroit listeners, yeah, that was a tough one. Sorry <laughs> about that. And it felt like – it just felt like all of Twitter was rooting for, oh, can Tucker hit it? Can, and then everybody was just happy about that kick because everyone had some sort of skin in that. Or they just <laughs> liked seeing records being broken. Lions were just like, ugh. So I hope you just stayed off your phone, Lions fans, because it was a, it was a yeah. tough – well, and it was like, it was moments after seeing somebody go for like a Janikowski length kick. So it was like, I mean, I, we were primed to see a kick go in. I mean, it was really exciting to see that them line up for 66 yards. I was pumped. I mean, greatest kicker of all time, Tony, Justin I, Tucker. I, if, if, if he would make it one more big Super Bowl uh, kick, I think, yeah, so, uh, no doubt about it. I mean, the guys, hey, do you know how many kicks Justin Tucker's football. missed in the yeah. last minute of a football game? Zero? I believe it it rhymes Zero. with B row. Okay, yeah. It does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had no doubts. No doubts. Um I just to make and a so great guy. Normally it, it, normally I'm like he's a great guy. <laughs> normally when when Tucker gets a kick, you're like, oh, that's money. But with 66 yarder, I thought, even Tucker, I don't think, can hit this. Yeah. And he does. Like he's just I'm with you, Tony. So I was talking before the year because this is it's not like this is new. He's been doing this for a while, as LG just lamented there. But uh, a Longhorn, he's a he's a he was a Longhorn. And so one of my Longhorn buddies was like, he is the greatest kicker of all time. And I was like, well, he just needs more of those like Super Bowl kicks. Like Vinatieri just needs something, don't he? They? Just, yeah, they do. <laughs> I was like, Vinatieri has those Super Bowl kicks. I think Tucker's a better kicker, but Vinatieri has those huge kicks in the playoffs where Tucker doesn't necessarily have those. But body of work that dude is just automatic like just yeah put well, his kicker, put his leg like get you to the super bowl i mean that that took tom brady i mean if yeah. the ravens can get him there he'll hit him i mean i believe yeah. in that yeah. yeah and then of course it is funny that prater who he hit the record he broke was prater yeah and prater tried what was it a 68 yarder is that right 68 yeah, yeah yeah and it got and, returned and for a touchdown for him, former bronco i mean i wanted him to get that so i just and i don't know how true it is but as football fans we're always like Oh, well, it's not, it's not in Denver, so he probably isn't breaking the record. He's not in the altitude. It's got to be in the altitude <laughs> to break the record. I don't know how much. I think that does help. But like yeah. I, as a football fan, I'm just trained to be like, oh, we can't make a 66-yarder if you're not in the altitude. That's you just break impossible. records just, in Denver or you sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, do you have any other games? I'm glad you bitched that, LJ. I almost forgot well, about it. And Tucker needed a shout-out because that was amazing. I, yeah, I, I, I'm on the Rams-Buccaneers game. Yeah, we yeah. got to talk about that. I we think talk about really that. was interesting. Uh, in that the Rams really established that again, as we said, I I just think those NFC West teams are pretty tough, and 
and and and this also says that Hollywood is one thing, real life is another. Because you had all these folks. Oh, Tom Brady's coming to L.A. for the first time. Screw that. He's got to play yeah. the fucking Rams and Aaron Donald. And, <laughs> yeah. And so football takes Jones over. And and, and uh, so I, I really, I really thought that game told the Buccaneers, look, you're just not going to walk over everybody. That Do you the think Rams it's possible? Is it possible with the Buccaneers? I don't necessarily think so, but they do have – they're going at New England this week on Sunday night. It's a big game for Tom. It's probably, I mean, the Buccaneers want to win it for Tom. Is there any chance they looked over – it's hard to see them looking I over the Rams, imagine. who is no. a team they have to be expecting to see either yeah. in the NFC Championship or a divisional round. No, it, I'll, it, I'll, I'll have an answer. I think uh, – I mean, the Rams are just the team built to beat the Buccaneers. That is the best team to play against Tom Brady and any offense you build around that man. Um, they've got a solid defense to make sure that you don't have a running back anymore. And they've got an offense, uh, an offense that can put points on the board. Um, and they got a guy like Ramsey who can kind of take out the Mike Evans, just throw it yeah. up touchdowns in the red so, zone. Uh, so they've got a perfect defense to beat the Buccaneers. I was looking forward to uh, gloating a little bit because I was a little hesitant when Dad was like, "Oh, the Buccaneers are the creme de la creme," and I was like, eh, "I don't know about that." Um, but uh, I, I, I don't even know what to make of it because the Rams are just the team that's built to beat the Buccaneers. So that is what I- they are. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I didn't leave that game going, oh, the Buccaneers aren't aren't any good. Like I still think the Buccaneers are really good and and really good chance at going back to the Super Bowl, maybe even repeating. But to me, where it stands now, if that's what Stafford's gonna look like in McVay's offense with three weeks now of seeing it, boy. I I think the Rams are if if healthy, if they stay healthy, because they're not very deep. I mean, they don't have much depth yeah. on the offensive or defensive line, but their starters yeah. are really good. So if yeah. they stay healthy, I think they are the cream of the crop. And, man, Stafford in that offense just looks so good. good don't yeah. they? They're on fire, dude. I, Cooper Cup looks amazing. And then you got Robert Woods. Higby's solid. I guess yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson's Jackson. back to life. Once you can run yeah. a 4-2, you always have a 4-2. Yeah, and then Van yeah. Jefferson. I mean, Deshaun Jackson. I thought he was doing play-by-play for somebody. And he <laughs> is catching touchdowns. Like, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I, the that's Rams amazing. are really good. I think what that showed us is just that – the Rams are for real. I don't think it showed you that that the Bucks are frauds uh, or any of that. It nah, just showed yeah, you the Rams yeah, yeah, are for real. The Rams are for real. The Rams are probably the, the the yeah, they're probably the top team in that NFC West. Well, great game coming up. You know, Rams yes. and Rams and Cardinals they, this week. Oh, that's a fun one. That's wow. a wow. Yeah. That's gonna be fun to watch. I think I'm still picking the Rams, but the I Cardinals too, but, yeah. they could. You never know. That's gonna be I fun. wouldn't put money on that game personally. Why can if 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 Deshaun um uh, Watson it uh, excuse me, uh uh, Hopkins, Deshaun Hopkins, oh, Hopkins, okay, Hopkins okay, is okay, not okay. healthy. Then I DeAndre, yeah. Well, we'll, yeah, talk, but the, we'll talk about my Brooklyn drink here in a minute. But the, uh, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is not uh, is not healthy. That's going to be tough for the. And we're getting to yeah, see a Cardinals, little AJ Green yeah. resurgence. I, the, the Cardinals are fun. I, I don't know yeah, how much I fun, trust them, but, but they're fun. Uh, so let's all right. Let's let's talk. Let's talk rookie quarterbacks. LJ, you oh, are man. you are recording this from Chicago, and yeah. so we'll start with. Justin Fields making his debut. He is now 0-1. First off, rookie quarterbacks in general are, let's see, 1-9 on and well, the and, year. And that's because two rookie quarterbacks played in week two. So right. they could be 0-0. So, <laughs> 0 so they're, they're, they're not good, but Justin Fields had a really bad game. He went 6-for-20, 68 yards, was sacked nine times for 67 yards. So 
the way the NFL does it, college does it where sack yards go against your rushing right. yards. So like quarterbacks will end up with like negative whatever yards. Yeah. In the NFL, they do it by passing. So he had the Bears had net one yard passing. He technically yep. had more completions than he did net passing yards, which is insane. Now, all this, of course, the argument on Twitter I, is well, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, just real quick, uh, uh, Justin Tucker's kick was for more yards than the Bears had on offense. <laughs> Oof, <duh. laughs> Oof, <duh. laughs> um, I, I want awesome. so the, the argument on Kylie, that's hard to, th- I, I, my brain is hard to, I can't wrap myself around that. Uh, the argument is like, oh, well, that Matt Nagy, either, either your Matt Nagy was right and Tucker wasn't ready or Fields wasn't ready, <laughs> or your thought is Matt Nagy is just the worst offensive play caller ever and he's putting Fields in a position where he can't succeed, hence the nine sacks. Is it possible, LJ? Is it possible that there's a little bit of truth to both? Like, do we have to have an argument? I think maybe Fields isn't quite ready, but also Nagy called a terrible game as an offensive coordinator there. Absolutely. A hundred percent. All of that. I mean, uh, Chicago doesn't know what to make of it. This is a city that then all of a sudden wanted Andy Dalton back desperately. Like they were dying to have Andy Dalton back immediately. And I don't think Andy Dalton does any better in this situation. You get sacked nine times. I don't think Andy Dalton sits yeah, in that pocket. That's not a field's time. problem. I think that's just a, you're, you, so, you're, you picked up Jason Peters who great left tackle five years ago. He's, he's 40 <laughs> years old and came off the streets. It's, yeah. So, I mean, look, I mean, are the bears going to win a Super Bowl this year? No. So does Justin Fields get a lot of benefit from this experience? Hopefully. I mean, hopefully, you know, you don't get too discouraged by it. Um, but, you know, so um, I, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's I don't think he's ready yet, but I think he's ready to be playing in these games if you're not going to win the Super Bowl anyway. So that's my so thought on it. I, I get what you're saying, and I, it just comes to that thing. And it's more fun to have the bold take of whether Matt Aggie sucks or Justin Fields isn't ready or Justin, you know, whatever. And the same goes – I think, and again, this is going to be a boring take for me, but it's the rookie quarterbacks, and do you throw them to the fire or not? It's it's different for everybody. It worked for Herbert, but it doesn't. It's just different for each guy. Tony, yeah. what do you think? I I just I see the argument both ways. Where you're like, as a Chicago fan, like LJ said, your team sucks. You're not going to the Super Bowl with Andy Dalton, so let's get Fields in there to get reps. And I can see the argument, but if he's going to get sacked nine times a game, I watch. I listened to Alex Smith talk about it on Monday true, night where he true. said his rookie year. He was getting pummeled, and he said it took four years for him to just put those bad habits away and kind of rebuild himself. And we watched Derek Carr never even make it, or David, David Carr, David yeah. Carr never even make it back. I, do you think? Do you have uh, one side or the other, or do you? Where's your stance on rookie quarterbacks and, and Justin Fields in particular? I guess. Well, so on Justin Fields, I, I think he will probably be a better than average NFL quarterback for the next Chicago Bears coach. Uh, it won't <laughs> yes. be for Matt Nagy. Well put. I, I, well put. Matt Nagy is probably fired after week 10, if not before. Um, and, and I think I speaking of Bears fans have wanted Vic Fangio, year. like Vic Fangio has been the talk of the town around here. Yeah, um, that, well, man, I, I don't whoever that next him, Bears but. coach is, Tone, whoever that next coach is, is praying that they, they take Justin Fields out of lineup so they don't yeah. kill him before <laughs> true, he gets there. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the second thing I'd like to say. You know, normally most – rookie quarterbacks go to teams that aren't very good because they're at the top of the draft. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's makes it very difficult for most of them. Uh, but those that have sat out a year and then have been able to work themselves into a system have had the most success. And you look at Patrick Mahomes uh, in that situation where he sat a year behind Alex Smith 
Um, you know, I think it's that's worth the noting that Mahomes dropped. Him. He dropped to a good Chiefs team who traded right. up, and then he sat out here. And when he came in, now Mahomes is, as LJ likes to say, generational talent. Oh, but, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> but right. he also he came. He sat a year, yes, but then he started the next year with an amazing. I mean, what, he well, had Kelsey like, and Tyreek Hill around Manning, him. Peyton Manning went to a, a garbage football team and started his uh, rookie yes. year. Right? Both Peyton right. Manning and Troy Aikman started yeah. one in fifteen their rookie year. So yeah. you've I mean, got and they so worked here's, out well. Yeah, so here's what I was going to say. The secret to that is if you can't stash them, you've got to protect them. Yes, true. So uh, that's what happened to to David Carr is the yeah, the right. most sacked quarterback in NFL history, and and so he just it, it just burned him out, and so. Uh, if you can protect that quarterback and start, and this is what I don't know why Cincinnati didn't realize this. Although Jamar Chase looks really good, but you have got to protect that quarterback. But Burrow's getting hit again this year. He's yeah. getting hit again. So, um, uh, so so anyway, that's that's my you know rookie quarterbacks are fine. The first year is going to be bad. You shouldn't count for any rookie quarterback to take you to the playoffs. Of course, but you yeah. gotta you gotta protect them. Got to protect. Well, and I think that's that's it totally. Like the stats don't like like because I wrote down all these guys are like in the bottom third of the league in yards per game. They're all in. They're all like 27th, 29th, and thirty first in yards per attempt. Their touchdown interception ratios are bad. That's fine. Like that doesn't tell me whether a rookie quarterback's good or not. I I don't mind throwing picks like we talked about with Manning. He threw a ton of picks his rookie year. It's just if you get these guys where they're killed all the time, now it takes years for them to to realize oh. A pocket like their their timer in their head just goes way shorter than it needs to be, and now they're rushing throws in year three when they actually have a good team around them yeah. because they've just been conditioned to get they've been killed. There or Fields, yeah. for example, is going to be running out of the pocket every time he gets a chance because he just assumes Miles Garrett's breathing down his throat because he has nightmares about him now. <laughs> so I, I, I'm with you, Tony. You, I don't need Justin Fields to to go win ten games for the Bears. It just I just don't think they should bring him in if they're not going to protect him. Right. And I really do think maybe he's not ready, but and and there is some blame on Nagy. Like you drafted this guy, whatever it was, 150 days ago. You at least knew at some point you drafted him to to play him. So you're at least thinking about what offense would work for him and all this. I know you have Dalton, so you've been practicing for Dalton. But you should at least in the back of your head have a game plan that would work for Fields. And that whatever yeah. they threw out there on Sunday Wasn't was it, it was Wasn't not it. It, it looked no. like it was still the offense for Dalton. Yeah, and it was just Wasn't bad. It. it was just bad, bad, bad. So Wasn't and then Zach Wilson. Struggling with the Jets, but that uh, the Jets. I, I don't know what to say there. <laughs> Everybody yeah. that leaves the Jets, which that was more of an Adam Gase thing, but everyone that leaves the Jets instantly turns into a very competent NFL player. So yeah, so Sam Darnold's uh, doing awesome. <laughs> yeah, so Gates has uh, Tannehill and Darnold. Um, the Broncos won the Super Bowl when he left. Uh, LSU won the national title when he left, and then also his high school won the state championship <laughs> the year he after he graduated. So are you telling me like? If you're thinking a year away, hire Hire Adam Gase as your offense coordinator or something, and then just fire him the next year. It's like you get the Adam Gase bump. It is a guaranteed 10% uh, victory increase. Guaranteed. Unfortunately, though, why why can't the Jets, like the actual Jets organization, get the Adam Gase bump? Like everybody that left Adam (laughs) Gase is getting the bump. But (laughs) poor Jets fans are like, well, where's ours? We're still 0-3, and and Zach Wilson throws to the other team more than he throws to our team. Yeah, so I guess it's not a guarantee. It's got to work out just right. There's a little bit of dice roll in there. Maybe the Jets funk is just too much. Like they can't, even that can't overcome the Adam Gase. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think that kind of gets, I think that wraps up my... Jersey is worse than uh, having Adam Gase. <laughs> that wraps up my NFL job. Anything else y'all wanted to bring up? Maybe a stock up or a, a best or worst. I don't, I don't have anything else from this week, but 
I, uh, the Chiefs are under 500 for the first time since 2015. Yeah. I just like saying that, and I'm really going to enjoy that. <laughs> you, just, so. yeah. you just like how that sounds? Yeah. <laughs> Don't panic. All is well. But, yeah, um, I would like to say this, and I am not very much for hyping games in the future, but I, I loved the uh, commercials for the Patriots Buccaneers. With the Adele week. Hello song? Yeah. That was just that. awesome. Hello. <laughs> That was good. That was funny. Just want you to know. It, it, it was just, uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's going to play a hundred times this week. On, True. Uh, well, NBC <clears throat> played it during their game, which had a great game last week, and they I played know. it during their great game, hyping next it, week. It's got to be on YouTube or somewhere, but yeah. it's just the way they captured Brady and Belichick. And then there's a, there's a, a Patriots fan who's got a sign that says, we're still here. <laughs> It's just amazing. It it I laugh so hard at, on that, that game. game. So, I'm excited about that game, but there's exciting, all, like but ESPN's doing Sunday countdown from New England, and obviously yeah. NBC's going to hype it up. I mean, yeah. you're going to be you're probably going to be tired of hearing about that game, but then Sunday night when it finally comes on, you're going to be pumped to watch it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Tony, one more thing. You, oh, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, shout out to Eli Manning for incurring an FCC fine. Um, that is awesome, isn't it? <laughs> so, LJ, for anybody who didn't get to see the Manning cast or didn't get to see that moment, what what did he get the fine for? Well, so well, and I don't know that he's gotten a fine, but I, I guarantee he will. He did have to apologize on air. For yeah. It. So, uh, so they're talking about uh, playing the Eagles, and he's had many run-ins in Philadelphia. Uh, he's played them a number of times, and he's talking about how it, those fans are brutal. They're tough. They're tough to deal with. And, uh, you know, there was even this one time where like an 11 year old kid and then he holds his fists up like he's about to flip us off and then decides, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, this kid. And then he flipped off the camera and said, y'all can blur this out, right? He gave gave the double bird. bird. And uh, and he was like, y'all can blur this out on live TV. He says on live TV, y'all can blur this out. I don't know what he thinks cameramen do. Like if they like hold up like a piece of uh, cellophane in front of the camera real quick or something. Um, that was awesome. But uh, you know, good work. I mean, that's that's a baller move. Like you're I on ESPN too. Let's go. <laughs> and maybe this is being a cowboy fan and him being a giant. But like I always thought, I hated Eli Manning. I, I do think watching some of these Manning casts, like he's still goofy as I thought he would. <laughs> but I think he'd be enjoyable to sit down and just hang out with, like watch a, a mm. Sunday of football because I yeah. think he's just a a big goofball who's <laughs> dumb yeah. enough to flip off the camera. And <laughs> as someone who works in TV, I don't work in sports, but works in TV. There's nothing worse. Like I know the director back there's cussing. There's nothing worse than when the talent on air yeah. just says something like that. Like, oh, you could blur this out and does it. You're like, yeah. what? This is live. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when someone calls you for can't. a graphic. They're like, hey, can we call that replay back up from the first quarter? You're like, you gotta no. give me preparation. I don't just have <laughs> that sitting a, here waiting. Literally, no. <laughs> How can you have a seven second delay on a live NFL broadcast? <laughs> How stupid is it? I just I loved it though because that. It, it it captured the Philly experience, right? He said, yep. "I got a double bird from a ten year old kid." I just just and he did it. Yeah. It was like yeah. awesome. And Chris Long is like, "Oh no, man!" Right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. But Good that wasn't that, that. You know, they're fun to watch. Uh, you know, for every once in a while, I got to tune them out because, damn it, I want to watch the ball. I, I need to know what just happened here. But. <laughs> They were really funny last night with, uh, you know, Peyton and his pit sweat. I thought that was great. And <laughs> I don't know who, shout out to whoever PFT commentator is, the guy that gives him trouble on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the greatest lines ever seen. I'm going to open up a Brooks Brothers, uh, a Brooks Brothers, um, 
live store what, or? what do they call store online store at the at the at the Manning family reunion and make a fortune. It was just <laughs> hilarious. God, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, real quick, Tony, can you either? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh-huh. Can can you give me either a lock this week? Ooh. Or Ooh. or someone to pick in my survivor. Like oh. or not just for my survivor, but anybody like a team. A lock, Something a lock I think I week? have one of each. I think I have one of each for you, but I, I, a, a lock for this week. Um LJ LJ, if you got one, I'm kinda of thinking about maybe a JPP Bills. parlay. Bills. Oh, well, just, let me let me pull this. Do up we even know quick. the line, or you're like bills and whatever it is? Bills, I don't care. It's Are the Texans. Want- <laughs> Davis Mills bills is. I don't care. No, because the deal is that defense is for real. Davis Mills is not going to be what Tony says he is. Whoa, uh, the line is. <laughs> LJ, can you get? We're 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 still one from old Bill Simmons here, but can you guess the lines in the the line in the Bills Texas game? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Minus <laughs> sixteen. That's oh six. okay. Never mind, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I didn't think that was an NFL yeah. I'll take that as a survivor pick, but woo, that's, that's your that's survivor pick, by the way. <laughs> That is definitely your survivor. Like, I don't even think I could tease that one down and feel comfortable (laughs) at like 10. But uh, a lock for the weekend. Are you looking for a spread lock to somebody to take? Can you give give me a spread lock? I think I have one for you, but I want want to hear yours. I, I, um, Bills and I don't give, I don't care is what LJ said. (laughs) Bills and I'll throw their money line in there in the parlay, LJ. We're not throwing that plus 16. Um, I'll, I'll, um, yeah, I'll give you one. Just just my just looking. Uh I really like um I, and this is going to be a little bit out there, but I like the Lions plus 3 at Chicago. Ooh, yeah. Shoot. I mean, if you're I thinking like that too. If if Chicago's getting 3 at home, uh, Dan Campbell if I, has played. They've had leads in all these games against good teams. Yeah, yeah good teams. that's a good call. I like that. I might I even like would be hesitant to throw a little a sprinkle on that money line, Tone, if we're willing to go plus three. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, when Nagy is saying, I don't know who my starting quarterback is going to be. Shit. As long as Nagy's the coach, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I do like that. I, I you know, right. I, that's a good call. Yeah. So we have Bill's money line. Because because that sixteen's a little high from LJ there. Yeah, Detroit bet a dollar Detroit, bet a, and get a dollar ten back. Detroit plus three, and then mine I'm going with will be Saints minus. It's kind of big, but Saints minus seven and a half against the Giants because it's the first game back in the Superdome. Yeah. They're back in New Orleans. I Magic think they blow happens. them out. One of the Jays playing one of the Jays. Yeah, you can throw. I mean that you get good line, good odds on that. I mean you could throw. Ten bucks on it and get twenty six back. You throw a hundred on it, you get two sixty eight back. I mean, I like that call. Twenty so you, on it, like you throw twenty on it, get fifty. So you're taking the Saints there, right? I'm taking Saints minus seven and a half. Now, God, if they we had have been Jekyll and Hyde for for three weeks, true. it's just so hard to tell. the The Giants lost, and they couldn't even score against the Atlanta Falcons, who That's everybody true. scores against the Falcons. That's I just don't true. think Daniel Jones is very good. Now, if we our odds aren't as good as they could be because we're taking a minus thirteen hundred favorite on the money line with Bills, but that's the only one I feel like a hundred percent sure we will not yeah. get that one wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's where my survivor pick is going right there. Yeah, I was thinking Saints for my survivor, but yeah, that I just let's stay alive, let's stay alive. The Bills. Yeah. Another interesting survivor. I'm not going to take it because I just stick with the Bills. I haven't picked them yet, but uh, Tennessee minus seven and a half over the Jets. Tennessee ain't losing to the Jets, right? There's That's no way. true. That's true. You didn't think. We got to just think. pick against the Jays. Mm-hmm. That one scares me a little bit. I might, 
oh, what, what is a pick against the Jays parlay? We'll include the <laughs> yeah. Giants in there. Yeah, for Survivor, I like it. But there's Titans on the road, seven and a half point favorites against the Jets. And they played tough for a little while against most teams. But in the Titans, you know, that Colts-Titans game, I was really looking for more from the Colts on that. And they didn't get it. I I, I still haven't figured out who the Titans are. So, I'm I'm not a hundred percent on that. I, I I think the Jets could cover there. I seven and a half. That that Robert Salah is figuring the team out, and against the Titans coming in, you know Derek Henry's going to have to run a lot. You could stay within that seven and a half. Definitely the under there, though. The under is probably a pretty good bet. It is worth, and then we'll get to uh, what Tony's drinking here. Uh, but <laughs> we uh, just just for the viewers out there, if you do a pick against the Jays, just all money lines, you're just picking for the Jays to lose. The Jets, Jays Giants, to lose. Jets. Jets, Giants, and Jaguars. If you just pick them all to lose, <laughs> you get pretty much you get even odds. You get even Here's odds. Ten dollars okay. gets you ten dollars. So right. three game pretty good about it. Yeah, <laughs> three game parlay right there. That's money. <laughs> that might just be a weekly thing where I yeah. <laughs> More often than not, I think all the Jays are going to lose. So. You always get that. Yeah, we're three weeks in. We we missed three weeks, but that's a pretty good one. If someone wants to give us a good sponsor, we get like some boosted odds on that. I think the JPP <laughs> listeners, the just press play would bet against the Jays. It's just it's perfect. There yeah, we go. it makes sense. All right, that does it for all our football talk this week. We have to, before we go, especially now that we realize that uh, Uncle Tony doesn't know the difference between Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, I think that might have something to do with what's in that glass. So, Uncle Tony, let's play What Are You Drinking? All right, so tonight we're drinking the Brooklyn. And the Brooklyn is an interesting drink. Some people know the Manhattan, but the Brooklyn is a little more ruggish because of it's a different different borough there in New York City. So it's got a little bit more bit more it's got a little bit more bodega it. charm. Yeah. You know? And much like the Manhattan, it uses rye whiskey. Now some Manhattans will use bourbon, but rye whiskey is the traditional traditional uh spirit in that drink. So a Brooklyn uh is rye whiskey, uh half ounce of dry vermouth. And dry vermouth is normally not used with whiskey. Normally you see dry vermouth with vodka or gin. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. for the Brooklyn, it's dry vermouth uh, with maraschino liqueur. There's no cherry in this drink because in Brooklyn, if you put a cherry in your drink, you're going to get the shit beat out of you. So um, (laughs) No fresh fruit, you know. But there is maraschino liqueur. And then finally is something called a mare pecan, which interestingly enough, the original recipe called for that, but they don't make that liqueur anymore. Uh, hmm. it, but, but there's uh, a couple of, uh, replacements you can get it. Basically it's an, uh, a bitter herbs liqueur with made with orange. And so it's, uh, there's a rasm, rasmazadi makes an Amaro liqueur that works great with this. So it's, it's rye whiskey, dry vermouth, uh, a mare, uh, a pecan substitute, uh, and maraschino liqueur, uh, and it is so, very nice. Right it's very that's much. Right I, I like it. it's 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 more rugged than a Manhattan. A Manhattan is a really smooth drink, but the Brooklyn really brings that flavor. No, you don't need any uh, you don't need any fruit juices in this one because if you're from Brooklyn, you know fruit juice is for the other guy. <laughs> well, I know I, I know if you made it, it's it's cream of the crop. It's it's well done. So I want to get a ranking though, uh, zero to ten. How would you Ooh. rank the Brooklyn? And be careful. I'm going to ask you every week now from now on. Yeah. So yeah, don't go out of 10 because. Last word too. No, uh, last word. I, I was, I'm going to give a seven to the last word last okay. week because I, I'm still figuring out that green chartreuse. But the Brooklyn, I'm going to give an eight. 
I really oh, like this is one this is becoming one of my favorite drinks. I I really love a Manhattan, but this Brooklyn I think really has a lot of different flavor to it. I really All right, like let's it. go. All right. So a Brooklyn, yeah. I might have Brooklyn to try me a Brooklyn. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. You know the address, right. my friend. Well, there might be a red zone channel Sunday. There might be there might be a Brooklyn in our hands <laughs> while we're betting against the Jays. <laughs> um, I think that does it. We got Oh, I do have a bit of a bougie problem. Do we I have, do want to hear. Do we have time it to fit it in, or do we wait so, yeah. until next week? I want to hear a bougie problem. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. All right. So, you know, I'm all for. It's nice when you when you do some kind of food delivery and it works out, and you get some good food sent to, especially on a Sunday where you just want to sit on the couch yeah. for the entirety of the day and watch football. Absolutely. And there, I've ran into one company that uh, is about like the Jets when it comes to food delivery. Uh, <laughs> okay. They're 0, they're 0 for 3. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a combination. I think Chipotle and DoorDash, I don't know if they're used by the same company, but when you order from the Chipotle app, they use DoorDash. Mm-hmm. So I order once. This was on Sunday. I order once, and then it takes forever. And then finally, the DoorDasher, they call them the Dasher. Right. They get here, and I get a message. It's like, I need a, a code for the gate. So I put in a temporary code. The gate should open up. Never hear back. And then like 10 minutes later, I text them and that person doesn't respond. So I call the customer support thing and they're like, oh, your order got canceled because there was a problem. And I was like, well, I gave them the code of the gate. I don't know what happened. They're like, we're sorry. We can refund you or do reorder it and you can get a new order that'll be hot. And I was like, all right, well, we'll just do that. I'm not, it, it's whatever. I'm just watching football. It's not like it's going to ruin my day to get it three hours later. Right. Well, so it comes. <laughs> Three hours later, I do get one. Well, it probably wasn't that late, but it comes. And the and the dasher, she's really nice, but she gets there and she goes, I hope this is the right thing. But usually they say like, I say order for Kevin and they have like one with your name on it. They just handed me a bag and it didn't have a name on it. And I said, are you sure this is Kevin? And they just said, yeah, and gave it to me. She's like, I hope it's right. If it's not, I'm really sorry. I get it. It's a quesadilla, not a burrito like I ordered. So it's wrong. It was okay. I really wanted the burrito. So I, the next day, I still wanted a burrito. So Monday night, watching the Cowboys game, I was like, I'm still kind of craving this burrito. I'll try one more time. And then I order it, and it says the estimated time is 8.18 for it to show up. I check yeah. about 8.15. It says 8.30. I check about 8.30. It says uh, 8.45. I check about 8.50. And it kept pushing back. So at 9, I called the customer support, and I was like, is it coming? And so I do want to give DoorDash a little credit. They're really good at refunds, but probably because they have to do it all the damn time. Right. They're not good at getting your order there. But so they say, we'll refund you, but we'll still give you your food. Like it might be cold and we're sorry about that. You'll still get your food. You can do whatever you want with it, but we'll refund you. And we hope you use this again next time. I was like, all right, cool. Tell me why 10 minutes later, I get a notification that my dasher canceled my order due to unforeseen circumstance. Uh, so I still didn't get the cold burrito. So I, I'm, I think I might just be done on Chipotle or DoorDash. I, again, I'll give them credit. I've not been out any money. They refund me. So yeah. I'll give them credit there. But 0 oh, for 3, that's tough. That I, I get tough, messing up dude. once, maybe twice. Three times, you're out. That's three strikes. We're done. Yeah, not <laughs> okay. Not okay. Done. I'll just, stick to, uh, I'll just stick to going with uh, go pick up my wings or something. Someday. There you go. Yeah, old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that does it. We got anything else? No, we're good. All right, well, we will catch you all next week, guys. I'll talk to you again. Maybe I, I think we have pops back next week. We'll see. You know, he's a busy man. Doctor Liff is always moving and driving and chucking and arriving. I don't know. I was thinking <laughs> of some saying there. Always. All right, we will catch y'all next week, guys. I'll talk to you later. Peace out. Peace. 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 Bet against the Jays. <laughs> <laughs>